Hey everyone, thanks for joining. As I told you a couple of days ago, I have a special guest on, Victoria Kennedy. How are you doing today, Victoria? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Is it hot as heck over there? Oh man, it is. I'm actually going to get up and get some water right now. So it is. Yeah. It's Yesterday, I think it was in the high 90s and today is actually... It's supposed to be 108 to 110. Whoa, 108 in LA? Yep. Dang. I'm loving it. My family's. <laughs> I know everybody gets mad at me too. <laughs> I control the weather. Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. But, um, anyhow, I wanted to get in right away with um, the story that we spoke about, you know, the beginning of your incident uh, with Rudy. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when I was in high school, I had a really good friend, a really good friend. His name was um, his name was Rudy. And um, we actually met when I was working at Fedco. Um, and uh, I think it was Fedco. Wasn't Fedco something like like Target is? Yes, but is you that... had to have a membership. OK, yes, yes. So um, I, you know, I I wanted a part time job, so. I ended up getting a cashiering position at Vetco, and I worked a few hours um, on, you know, I want to say, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, and I met him. And I remember that um, when we first met, I really didn't like him. Matter of fact, I really thought he was jerk. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> and I kind of paid no attention to him. And he kind of threw this vibe out, like he he was better than everyone else, and and I wasn't down with that. But anyhow, long story short, um, we ended up um, uh, meeting once again outside of, of Fedco. And, you know, I really don't even remember how, to be honest with you. But um, we ended up becoming really good friends. <clears throat> um, he would come over. We would go out. Uh, we would have fun. We would stay up late and just talk about the most stupidest things, you know. And... Um, um, and I remember he had told me one time that he used to dabble in, in black magic. Now, I want to say I was maybe about 17, 18 when I heard this. And at the time, I didn't know what black magic was. And I, I just asked him, well, what happened? Like, why did you stop? And he never wanted to, to say why. But I remember at the time, he was actually living with these two girls. And... Um, uh, these two girls were were in, a re were in a relationship together, and I remember when when I had gone over to that house one day, it just had like this eerie feeling. There was feathers all over the place, and they had like these um, like statues, and it kind of just made me feel really uncomfortable. <clears throat> um, but I was only there that once, and then um, as I mentioned, we were always hanging out, and. Um, I remember I actually had an invite from a cousin of mine and he said, Hey, you know, myself and my boyfriend were moving in together. We would like to um, invite you over to our house, to our housewarming party. <clears throat> and I said, sure, I'll go. Um, so I asked, you know, Rudy, Hey, do you want to go? We can hang out for a bit. And after we can kind of go to the club, whatever. And he's like, yeah, let's go. So at the time, uh, my cousin, he, he had actually, I don't know if he bought the home, but it was right next door to, to my aunt's home. So he went ahead and um, decided to have this big housewarming party. And there was all kinds of people there. And um, during this housewarming party, once we got there, um, I remember this lady, she pretty much walked up to him as soon as he greeted us at the door. And she asked him, uh, do, you have, do you have any candles? And I was thinking, why do you need a candle? So in the middle of summer, um, in, in, in LA, it gets really hot and I just, I just didn't understand it. And, um, and apparently he did not have any candles <clears throat> and, um, I really don't know what happened the rest of that night, but I do remember that I was, um, that I was talking to a few family members because there was family members that were there, obviously. So wait and, a minute, wait a minute. I just want to ask a question. Um, she was so familiar with him that when he walked in, she just asked him if he had any candles, like she knew what he was all about. No, she asked my cousin. Oh, she asked. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I thought she asked Rudy. No, no. Okay. She she asked she had asked my my cousin. Okay. And um and then you know, I remember I started kind of looking looking for Rudy and then I found him and he was talking to the girl who actually asked my cousin for a candle. Okay. And it was plain as day. It says if this just happened yesterday. And I remember he um he was kind of behind like this oval shaped bar. And uh, he would be standing inside the bar where a bartender would be at. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting um, on the outside of the bar and she was sitting on this chair. And, um, and I could tell they were having this tense um, conversation. And I asked, Hey, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? And he goes, um, Oh, nothing, nothing. And I remember she, she looked at me and she says, you know, your aura is so bright. Um, and it irritated me. Um, mm-hmm. And I said to her, you don't have permission to start tapping into my energy. And then, um, and I remember my friend Rudy saying, Oh, we're just talking about chakras and auras, that stuff. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I, I'm not down with that. That's not cool. And the next thing I know, she ends up leaning back on the chair. And at first I thought she was going to just stretch, but what ended up happening was that she put her back back and her chest literally came out oh my god i want to say about a good 10 to 15 inches when she took that breath her chest oh yes and it reminded me instantly of those old cartoons when they had the saint bernard dogs they had those big old wooden water barrels hanging from them yes that's what her chest looked like so oh old like that gosh and um i remember i was just flabbergasted it scared me um and I went outside I left I went outside on the porch and I'm thinking in my head what the hell just happened and um and then next thing I know Rudy he comes out and he says look I told her to stop and I um I pretty much said look I'm not down with that I'm not going back in there I don't care what you guys are talking about but I want I do not want to be a part of it and then I really didn't know as much as I know now Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember we actually parked my car in my aunt's driveway and there was, there was quite a few people at this, at this housewarming party. And, um, and at the time my, my car, it was a compact car, but I didn't care. I literally went four wheeling off of my, off of my aunt's lawn in her driveway. I even think I like ran over some of her bushes just to get out of there. <laughs> like literally I was like, please forgive me, auntie. But, uh-huh. um, yeah. And then, you know, we're driving and all of a sudden he starts making these noises. He starts howling. And, um, I actually catch a glimpse of his eyes and they were so black. There was no white inside of his eyes whatsoever. And, um, and, um, you know, I'm driving and, and I'm praying at the same time. And I remember I was like, Jesus, I don't need you tomorrow or a couple of days now I need you right now I was trying to stay as calm as I could but in all in all actuality I just literally wanted to jump out of my skin um you know he kind of kept on and he then he kind of acknowledged how she was trying to get to him and I was like okay and and now I'm already thinking I just need to get you home I don't want you anywhere near me anymore I just need to get you home but then he kind of started again and he, um, I remember he had his fists that they were kind of clenched together, but he was, um, he had them like kind of like in between his legs and you can mm-hmm. tell that there was like some sort of a struggle going on. Um, and once again, he started howling and like making like these snorkeling noises from his nose. And when he would talk, it kind of sounded like a robot, but at the same time, it sounded as if he just had so much saliva in, in his throat or something. Uh-huh. I, it's the only, way, the only way I can explain it. And um, we got closer to his home. And I want to say he was living with his sister at, at, during this time when all this happened. And um, I remember I pulled into a jack-in-the-box, which was not far from his home at all. And I got out of the car, and I said, look, I don't know what's going on, but you are scaring me. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, it was as if he couldn't see. And he was, like, trying to find me. And I, I remember he was like, Vic, Vic, where are you? Where are you? He could not see. And I said, I'm here. I'm here. And then all of a sudden, like, 
he just totally snapped out of me and said, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk home. And I'm like, that's fine. You can walk home. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. Uh, and I, you know, he had his stuff still, still inside my car. He's had his cigarettes and a sweater. And I just heard, get it out, get it out, get it out. And I threw it away. And um, at the time, we actually had a mutual friend by the name of Teresa. And she's never, ever home. And um, I remember I picked up the payphone because then we had payphones. And I called her and I, and I started telling her, like, I didn't know what happened, but something's wrong with him. I just cannot leave him because I knew that there was something in him. Um, and um, she said, okay, I'm on my way. I'll meet you at Jack in the Box. She met me. We drove to his house. And I remember this night, it was actually a full moon because when we got closer to, to his home, I saw him sitting on the porch with his knees bent up to his chest. And all I saw was a silhouette of gargoyle wings on his back. What? Yes. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yes. Oh. And uh, how do you think I felt? Oh, man. <laughs> and um, um, I remember I, I reversed Ooh. my car because it kind of lives it, um, when, at his home. It was at more at a dead end. So I remember I reversed my car. Uh, I had, it was still in drive. I had my foot on the brake because I was thinking, I'll just run him over. <laughs> Literally, I would just run him over. Mm -hmm. um, and then my friend, she gets out of her car and um, she walks up to him and he immediately gets up and he walks to her. And I remember she had told me when this happened that all of a sudden she heard, don't listen, don't listen. And all of a sudden, she said that while she was hugging him, his body got very, very, very heavy. And all of a sudden, all these different languages started coming out. And oh, um, man. yeah, I'm even getting the chills right oh. now. And, um, um, and all of a sudden, his body got really light. And, um, and he was like, I'm okay, I'm okay. So she's apparently, you know, he wanted to come talk to me because he felt really bad. But she's like, no, don't, don't you know, because of what had happened. Um, and so, you know, when all that happened, it, it obviously ruined our friendship because that's something that I don't want to be near. Yes. Um, yes. And then at the time, um, my nieces and nephews, they were all little. And, you know, I had a sister who was terminally ill and I was like, I can't have this around. Mm -hmm. I can't. So I remember we spoke and um, he's like, I understand, um, you know, and that was pretty much it. And, but the most, I, what's really odd about this is that I can actually say that, that it traumatized me, but also opened me up at the same oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know? Just so. the, the part about him howling and um, then the manifestation, because that's what the struggle was. Yeah. I believe, you know, that thing was trying to manifest when... He was in your car. Ooh, I got goosebumps even on my legs right now. But see that, you know, when he was trying all this, you know, he even told me, because remember I, I said that I made eye contact with him. Mm -hmm. And that's when I noticed his eyes were completely black, no white. And, um, and he told me, um, you know, we need to go back. You're, we need to go back. Your cousin is, he's, he's scared. And I remember I was so calm. I didn't even like looking at it now when I'm looking straight at like this demonic force that's talking to me mm -hmm. and with black eyes, I, I don't know how I stood so calm, but I remember I said to him, you know, Rudy, um, of course he's afraid, you know, he, um, uh, my cousin, he's, he's sick. He has, um, AIDS, he has full blown AIDS. And I said, and he doesn't know how long he's going to be around, mm -hmm. you know, I said, so of course, of course he's scared. And it was as if it was trying so hard to get me to, to go back. Yeah. Ugh. And I was just like, no. And, you know, it, maybe I would have if my cousin and I, if we would have really, truly grown up together and, and there wasn't this big age gap and we were that close, I, I might have. But I'm not at that point with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's not as if, okay, you know, something tells me. Or, or I hear, you know, when something's wrong with one of your brothers or, or with your sister, then of course that would totally have lured me back. 
Yeah, there you know. there was somebody with you that night, definitely. Oh you man, know, you you had a, a protection with you, no doubt about that. Oh well, I'm glad <laughs> because that literally gave me night, nightmares. I want to say for about two weeks, I couldn't sleep with uh, with the lights off. Yeah, I remember I went to the church. I got some holy water. I asked the priest to be blessed. And, oh yeah. 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 I probably would have just kicked him out of my car as soon as he started howling. <laughs> You're Open out the of door. Open yeah. the door. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care where you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as nice as you. Just going. <laughs> That's that. I but, think um, my whole thing was just be calm. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, especially because we never know how we're going to react to certain things even now. But when you stop and realize how young you were and also, um, you know, we you didn't know the things, you know, now I didn't even know. And um, to to behave in that way that you did was really something so that you had you had a protection with you. That's all I can say about it. You had a, a hedge of protection. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, well, we are too. I am. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm truly, truly glad. I remember. Um, I told my son one time, um, because we were talking about Ouija boards and even all these dumb little games that sometimes kids play. Like, there's this game Charlie Charlie. Oh yeah, has a pencil and you know trying to make make the pencil move on its own. Well, the thing is that what they don't understand, you know, because they're kids. Is that you are summoning? You are yes. trying to bring in that energy. Yes, and um, it only takes a split second, and everything's downhill from there. Yes, they don't realize the deeper implications of what it is that they're doing. Like you said, you know, they're young and they don't look beyond what what is right in front of them. Yeah, but um, there are a lot of those games that you know. It seems like every generation has that little game like Bloody Mary and all this other stuff, you know, that the kids will do. Well, I remember when I was, oh man, maybe the second grade, um, I tried the whole Bloody Mary thing. And uh-huh. I remember to me, I said, okay, I just, I want to try this. And I never believed it, even when I was little. Um, and I tried it and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is basically a bunch of crock. Um but at the same time, did it freak me out? Oh, yeah. Was I hesitant? Was I going to be a little bit scared? What if something shows itself? Oh, yeah. Um, I had some um, classmates who would uh, do that in the girls' bathroom because you would have to turn the lights on when you went in there. Yeah. You know, they weren't automatically on and they weren't on all the time at this particular school. And they would go in there and stand in front of the mirror. And play Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm so Catholic. Oh, heck no. I'm not going in there and I'm not looking in the mirror and saying anything. <laughs> you know, I was curious. Like if I see them all running out screaming, I'll know that there's something to it. But um, they never did. So I don't know how true it is or not. You have to, I guess, um, have a certain type of mind and energy to make this thing happen and to be able to conjure you know, not everybody can can do it, even though for some of us, it's very easy. Yeah. You know, you can conjure without even trying to. And um, that's one of the reasons I don't talk out loud when I'm outside anymore. It's just too easy. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, energy is really easy to, to, to you know, have it manifest itself. Yes, for some of us. Yeah. For other people, I know they're... They said, oh, I have this one client. And she said, you know, I've never seen anything. I've never seen a UFO. I go out my backyard because I've heard that all you have to do is, you know, say, oh, I really want to see a a UFO and I believe in this and that. She's like, I never see anything. And I really, really mean it. Well, she doesn't have whatever. I don't know what it is. But I know if I went out there and spoke and said something, well, something's going to happen. So I don't do it. (laughs) That's why I'm the same way. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I'm not doing it. I used to talk out loud all the time, as a matter of fact. But nowadays, I start to, right? Like, I'll start to maybe um, talk to someone who isn't around anymore. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I'm not doing that. 
It's like I have to catch myself once in a while. But um, I wanted to ask you something. Um, I was remembering I used to um, work at this other place, and the owner had a daughter who passed away. And her uh, her husband was her ex-husband, you know, and he lived in another state. He lived in Hawaii, actually. Mm-hmm. So he came down for the funeral and everything. So he must have been here for a week. So when he went back to Hawaii, it wasn't until he was on the plane. Now, his girlfriend was, um, I don't know if she still probably still is, but she was um, very much into uh, New Age and to, you know, certain things like that. And they were halfway home to Hawaii when both of them got this message that his daughter had transitioned. Now, the whole transition thing, it's not immediate then, or is it not immediate for certain individuals? It's not immediate for certain individuals. Because this took like, probably like uh, six or seven days. Yeah. And that's, you know, in all actuality, that is common. Um, Because, you know... We know, even though we're not, so for example, let me back up here. So even though she's no longer here in a physical level, she's still in, she's still in the spirit world. So even though um, they have transitioned, sometimes some of them will still kind of hang out. And it also depends on, on um, like at the time, what's going on is, is the, you know, are the, is the family just having a really hard time with dealing with this. Um, that's why they, they have the funerals. The funerals, it's like, okay, this is the last chapter within your whole physical yes. world. Yes. And when I go to funerals, it's not uncommon for me to see the person there at their own funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it really all, it, 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 it depends. So it depends on their belief system, um, how strong their, their faith is with their higher power. And, I always reference higher power because everyone can have a different higher power. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and also, you know, well, what have you been told? You know, we mm-hmm. have society who makes up their own rules, um, their own religions, their, their own um, beliefs in God. I've heard people tell me before that, you know, that we're supposed to fear God. Um, and mm-hmm. God is my higher power. I know that God is also your higher power. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always tell them, no, we don't need to fear God. God does not want that. You know, God is an energetic being who dwells within the very core of your own being. And mm-hmm. he wants to shower you with love and light. And I said, um, you know, if, if, if we were to fear him, why is he going to let us always make these stu- the, the same repetitive stupid mistakes? But yet, every time we go back and ask for, for forgiveness, what does he do? I said, it's gone. It's done with. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I that's, said. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, it, like I said, it really all depends on your overall belief systems and how strong your, your own faith is with, you know, with your higher power. I know that um, the girl who passed away was Catholic, but her mother was Buddhist. Yeah. She was trying to um, change and become a Christian, but she was she was from uh, Thailand. She's Buddhist, mm-hmm. and she was having a very very difficult time. She's the one who actually found her daughter dead in her house. Oh man, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. So, and that was her own. No, no, no. That was her only daughter with his husband. She had an older daughter, but yeah, it was really really tragic. You know, she was really young, but um, she was very sick. So I was just wondering about that. And I know that people talk all the time about, you know, how long certain people hang around. I've heard before that people who die uh, suddenly, sometimes they don't realize that they're dead for a while. Yeah. And uh, certain things like that. Maybe people who have been murdered suddenly, you know, or... Somebody just comes in and shoots you, and next thing you know, you're dead. 
And I, I can understand that. That seems like, um, doesn't seem so far fetched to me. No, it's like true. The time, they will hang out. Yeah. Like remember that time when, uh, that motorcycle accident happened and I was going to work in the morning and they had him by the time I got to where it happened, because you can imagine traffic was backed up and they had him covered there with a blue tarp. Mm-hmm. I saw him. I saw him walking around and looking like, dang, you know, look now, look, I've ruined everything or, or everything's over. And I had to get off the freeway. Remember? And I called yeah. you. Yeah, I do. I was like, not expecting that at all. I, and then it happened again with a school bus on, uh, on the 15 freeway. I got on the um, freeway. It was on a Sunday and they had the news vans and the news choppers and stuff up there. And I was like, what the heck happened? And then I could see people and I start like um, almost hyperventilating. Yeah, that's uh, it happened with the motorcycle thing. And then it happened with this bus thing. I started like <gasps> like that. So then I when I see the um, it's it's like uh, they're in smoke. It's like mm-hmm. I can see the figure, but it's made of smoke almost. Yeah. yeah and I just uh, wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> But um, anyways, to the next uh, subject, why I wanted to ask you about was, you know, we've always been talking about um, the thinning of the veil during the fall season and how I don't know uh, if everyone since I was little, I could feel and. I can still feel it to this day, although it seems like it starts earlier now. Yes. Um, what is that actually? What is your um, belief about this, the thinning of the veil? And I've even been wondering if there is a veil anymore these days. So, you know, the things that I have learned from spirit when it comes to the thinning of, of the veil is literally um, different levels overall within within the um dimensions okay because we have several dimensions mm-hmm. you know we have your first second third fourth and i want to say we're now in the fifth dimension so when you kind of start to think about uh, about the thinning of, of the veil um so you know in all actuality the thinning of the veil is 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 trying to keep um everything under control so the thicker the veil the less evil we have here within the physical realm. Right. As that veil continues to get thinner and thinner, uh, it's kind of like gum. If you get a piece of gum or actually, you know, we can, we can mention putty at the beginning, it's so thick, right? And we're pulling it, it stretches. And as it stretches, um, certain places within that putty begins to get thinner. Um, and then a small little hole will start. So when, because our veil is continuously getting thinner and thinner, which there's so much going on, you know, mm-hmm. the, everyone's energy, everyone's frequencies and vibrations affect this mm-hmm. layer. And especially, you know, we have all these chemtrails going on. And if you, if people don't know about chemtrails, I would really suggest, um, um, Googling chemtrails because this is true. You know, all the things that are, that are being um, put in the sky, um, it affects us and it affects this layer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we also have to remember that, you know, these chemicals, when it comes to being sprayed, um, sometimes people think, oh, it's because we have bugs or we have this, it's poison. These, this is poison that has literally been sitting around. I want to say like since the second, since the second war. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and when that's floating around in our own atmosphere, it continues to to make the veil thinner and thinner. And I want to say by 2030, I don't think we're going to no longer have a veil. So that's why um, more and more people are reporting these strange entities and uh, even sounds, just 
I'm talking about really strange stuff. Like uh, there have been a lot of reports about people seeing these little round orbs or spheres. Some of them, they say, look like they're made of metal. Mm -hmm. Some of them look like they're just like um, almost like a a see-through cotton type of material. Mm -hmm. They've been reported in their in their cars, like they're driving and these little spears will come in their cars, uh, in their houses and just very strange things, you know, like who in the world, you, you couldn't make that stuff up. Who's going to make up a story about, and I guess they're like egg shaped most of the time. Okay. Like what in the world is that? You know, just strange things. And like the, you know, the lumberjack and in the woman's backyard, Easter bunny, you know like what in the heck is going on because it's like geared it seems to me that these entities that are coming through those holes that are punched in the veil are geared towards a certain individual because you can relate to certain things like they're not going to come and uh, show themselves to me as an Easter bunny because that's just not I know what it is but you know I'd probably shoot it I would too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, dang Easter bunny, I'm shooting that thing, but it's going to come to me in some other way, but it's geared toward that person. Just like those kids out in my yard, remember? Mm -hmm. And it was meant for me to see them. It's kind of like that. It's custom made for the individual who sees these things. No, you're right. And, you know, we, you know, sometimes people, people ask, okay, do we have aliens? Do we have artificial intelligent life forms? And the answer is yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yes, we do. And if we didn't, then we wouldn't have an angel who just protects the sun or we wouldn't have an angel who, who only protects certain planets. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if our planets are so, um, um, you know, great and, and resourceful that how can we don't have angels protecting all the planets? Why are there only some, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of goes back to, um, you know, talking about the different levels of, of the, um, dimensions that, that we're in. And not only that, but everything's going to happen for a reason. And, yes. and, and when you have these, um, intelligent um, life forms that are coming, I strongly feel that they are trying to learn from that particular person. Mm-hmm. Because we are all born with our own unique gifts, each and every one of us. Someone could be an amazing drawer. Someone could, um, you know, ice sculpt, whatever it is. We all have our own unique individual talents. Um, and, you know, people think, well, okay, well, they're artificial intelligence, so they must hold this mass of, this mass wealth of knowledge. But the fact of the matter is that they are coming here so they can learn from us. Like not what to do? <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's a whole nother subject. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But no, they, that one could last a long time. Oh man, I know. But no, they are, they are learning from us. They are learning from us. I think, you know, that, that sounds um, really reasonable to me because that would explain why certain people have so many encounters. You have people that have, um, they say they've been abducted over and over again to the point where they actually are familiar with their abductors yeah Mm -hmm. you know so that that makes sense to me and then you have other people who have never experienced anything at all like my client she wants to see some so bad but yet you know she never has well i want to see that easter bunny (laughs) i'll have somebody dress up for you (laughs) Yeah, you know, at first I just didn't really think too much of it until after the lumberjack story. And then it's like, man, right across the street from you, this kid saw Easter Bunny. You know, sir, there's something going on over there. 
But when you look at the area also, the entire area, and it's right in the center of like um, where the burial mound is, where that flood control is, and on the other side, they've got, you know, all these caves further down the road and stuff where they found some sort of hieroglyph type of things made by Native Americans who knows how long ago. That's right in the middle of all that. Yeah, there are caves further down the road there. Yes. I didn't know they had caves. Ooh, I want to go. Yes. I don't know the name of the area. Um, I didn't even know they were there. Some of my clients who are Native Americans actually told me. And one of them is actually pretty well known um, I have to take a look and see, and then I'll tell you where, where those are. I want to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, tell you where they are. A lot of them aren't very well known, and they're in caves, and they're hidden so that the sun has not been able to um, fade them out. So they're, you can see them. They're all detailed. I saw some of them in uh, pictures, and it looks like they're drawn with, uh, like, red rock or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they, their colors are still there. Oh, I so want to go. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But anyways, um, I was just wondering about that and why it just uh, seems that maybe portals are and more portals are being open during the fall season. And I started to think about it. And then I realized that, you know, um, coming on Halloween, and this makes sense to me also, coming on Halloween... It actually will start maybe um, at the end of August up until right before Halloween, how there are more missing children. And because a lot of the Satanists and occultists will start getting ready for their Halloween festivity, you know, um, they call Halloween is a Sawe. And that is a blood ritual holiday which is on the night of October 31st. Yeah. So my thinking was that, well, that's what that feeling is. And that's why maybe all more portals are being open. And, oh, of course, more missing children because of this. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, <clears throat> um, but, you know, there's not a lot of kids just roaming the streets right now. Yeah, not a lot of anyone, yeah. No, exactly. Um, The schools are closed, so you don't have that that one child walking home by themselves anymore. You Mm -hmm. don't have those kids going to their friends' homes right now. Mm -hmm. So what we are now starting to see is that these people who are trying and need to kidnap these kids, they are just going up to the people and taking these kids. Yes. I know. It's so bad. And this is going to be the new way of how kidnapping is going to be. Well, then you've also got the high profile people and the child sex trafficking. And I know that they have found many children recently and uh, rescued them out of these places. You never hear about it on so-called news, but it has been going on. A lot of children have been found and rescued, but you've got some of these, um, high-profile individuals who are bringing children from other countries, poor countries. And um, that, you know, there's also a lot of that going on. I was wondering if maybe it might, I mean, this would have to be a a very desperate situation, but if it would get to the point where we would start maybe seeing some of the homeless uh, disappearing off the streets also, because in a desperate attempt, you know, you're going to have to get the blood from somewhere. You know, I don't know. I mean, that would make sense if you, if you really think about it, but at the same time, they want that fresh blood. They want that fresh, pure blood. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, because it's a higher, it's a higher caliber and it gives them a high, you know, it's the adrenochrome that they look for. And they think it keeps them young and gives them power. But um, it might be a little less. But if you're desperate, like if I'm desperate and um, I'm very thirsty and I don't have water, well, 
I'm going to take a soda. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm desperate. I want water, but I'll, I'll take the dang soda. That's all that there is. You know, I have to like relate it to that. It, it'll do in a pinch in yeah. other words. Yeah. But I was just uh, wondering, I have a, an acquaintance and he's, he's not homeless. He's what you call a free man. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's, He's not a, a druggie or an alcoholic. He just has a backpack and he doesn't want to be tied down. And he's clean. He just doesn't want to live anywhere. And he was telling me that um, one of his acquaintances, who was another freeman, he's been in uh, Afghanistan. Like he did three tours in Afghanistan and he's done. And he said that some of the things that he saw just made him really question humanity just as a whole so now he's just uh wandering around just trying to find himself he said that he doesn't have pstd whatever that's called and anything else he doesn't want to be categorized and um apparently he was asleep somewhere and woke up a few days later missing teeth i thought he was missing all his teeth but he said no he was missing like a few of his back teeth like his molars and one of his, like, uh, pointy teeth, you know, towards the front. Yeah. He woke up a, a few days later, still wearing his same clothes. They didn't take anything of his. His money was still there, but he had missing teeth. That is so there, weird. Yeah. There's just, I mean, it, and it has to be used for something. Yeah. Somebody... Maybe he shot him with a dart, took his teeth for what? You know, they could find your blood type, your DNA. They can find anything. They can find who you are from your teeth. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, because um, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm just thinking back, um, like when I was younger and I had to go to the dentist or, or even with my son, when you pull the tooth out, that root comes with it. Yeah. Yes. So it's, there's a lot of um, very strange stuff going on besides the usual. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be getting, um, you know, they talk about high strangeness. It just seems to be getting worse. You know, ever since the whole beginning of, of COVID-19, everything has just gotten worse. Society has gotten worse. We see an increase in suicides. We see an increase of... Of, um, of child abuse we see an, an increase of of sex trafficking um and it's just going to continue and continue and continue unfortunately yes you know but but look at but you know if you look at things in a nutshell we what elections are in november i believe correct mm-hmm. and um all of a sudden all these um sex trafficking victims are now being found Okay. So, um, my thought process and my feeling is that there is correlation to this. Um, you know, there has to be there. Yes. I mean, if you have the time and can connect the dots, I'm pretty sure it'll paint a picture. Yes. Oh no, it, it definitely does. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, even though things are just so crazy, we are also seeing like this new entire movement that's taking place. You know, uh, we see movements where people are now starting to come forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you see uh, um, the, the prime example, um, the missing soldier, Vanessa, Vanessa Gillian. Yeah. You know, her, she she was designed to have a purpose here in the physical world. Mm-hmm. And her, her whole purpose was to join the military and create change. And maybe she didn't understand how she was going to create that change. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe that she's always wanted to be in the military. Um, and look at this change that, that she has already made. Um, you know, now, you know, once she went missing, there were so many people, um, past military, both men and women, even men and women who are in their fifties and sixties and seventies who talk now about, um, about sexual harassment, 
about being raped and the army never did anything and how people who automatically um, go missing, they, the military just classifies them as being AWOL. Mm-hmm. But, the fact, like, but the yeah. fact is, is that because of Vanessa and her short lived life that she had here in the physical realm, there is going to be huge change within the military, not only the army, you know, but we're going to see Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, everything. Yeah, definitely. And um, there's a strange thing. There's like a, a little bit of a twist in that story because when Vanessa's mother went to go and have a talk with the president, she was there with him in the Oval Office. And she told him her daughter in the last conversation, her daughter told her, Mom, you've got to help the children. Oh, really? Yes. I heard that. I mean, I stopped. I froze in my tracks when I heard that. That just gave me chills. Yes. So I'm wondering if she knew something, she saw something, because that just came out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure you can find that somewhere on YouTube. If I'm they have to go look. Yeah, if they haven't taken it down. But I heard it. And I saw her mother sitting right there. Because for the most part, she had to have an interpreter, right? Yes. But when she said this, she said it in English. Wow. Yeah. And I just like, I froze. I was like, mother effer, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, she had to have known. She had to have known what, what her purpose here was we maybe, you know maybe yeah you know sometimes it takes it takes people longer to realize their purpose and uh, because she was so driven and everything just kind of fell into place and we sure knew what what her purpose was it's just unfortunate that that it had to happen the way that it did and that she's no longer here um of course her death is a tragedy but her poor mother, you know, we, we don't have our children for people to take their lives. It just, you know, when I think about it, it's a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Like, I did not have this child and give it all I've got to raise her and this and that. And that's what she wanted to do is be in the military. And now some little clown is going to come and kill her. That's just you know, hard to think of justice. Like, how will she ever have justice? Even She's if not. I could, yeah, even if I could find that person who did it and hang him by his neck or however many people did it, you know, were in, in it together and she could cut them slowly, it still wouldn't give her justice because it wouldn't bring her baby back. Yep. So that is just, um, it's a little bit too much. If I start thinking about it a lot, it just makes me feel, um, it makes me feel angry, sad, disgusted. There's just a whole different um, array of feelings that it gives me. And I don't even know that girl, you know, but that's because we can empathize. We're not droids or robots. We yeah. can actually feel for other people. No, it's true. But, you know, her family, with Vanessa's help, even though she's no longer here, um, you know, in the physical sense, they're going to create an abundance oh, yeah. amount of change. Yes. And they've got a lot of other people with them who are all together with them. Yes. Who are going to do this. I mean, we're, they're not going to tell us about it. We're not going to hear about it on the little lame news that just wants to tell us that the Kardashians are off the air now, you know, and, <laughs> and who went on Dancing with the Stars. That's news. That is just ridiculous. But yeah, they don't tell us anything about what's really going on in the world. You know, I have a friend and she's a very um, um, well-known um, journalist and news anchor. And I even asked her one time, I just, just be honest with me. So is everything scripted for you guys? Um, are there ever anything that come through 
that you cannot talk about or it's pushed to the side. Yes. And she said all the time. Yes. It is scripted. I know this. There was a um, a female journalist not too long ago who quit. She said, I can't take this anymore. I can't do this. Her conscience wouldn't let her do it. You know, read this script when you know you have all this other stuff going on and just hide the truth and just hide any type of facts. Yeah. So yeah. she she had to get out of there. I can't remember her name. But anyways, um, we're already coming up to our hour. Man, we didn't even get into the latest story. You're going to have to come back and talk about um, the latest story about what happened that you told me about yesterday. Oh. That was pretty, that was pretty intense. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I was wanting to get into that one, but um, we're going to um, have you back on as soon as you have time. We know you're busy and you can um, tell us about that because you know what? People got to hear this. I mean, you, this is like wild stuff. Oh man. It literally, I'm telling you, it, it, as soon as that tilt happened, yeah. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> here we go. I was and like, what? Ugh. I was not ready for this. This is just a consultation, people. <laughs> okay, well, before we go, um, give your information so that if anyone wants to take a look or contact you, they'll know where to go to find you. Yeah, they can actually go to my web my website. For some unknown reason, I can't talk today. Um <laughs> And that's at um, thekennedy.com. And on once you get to my website, it'll have all the my um, social media links. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, but in all actuality, all I kind of do is just talk a bunch of crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's what we like. It's kind of mixed in with a bunch of crap talking with um, positivity. <laughs> well, that keeps things going. You know, you have to talk crap. And, you know, you can't be just all formal and boring talking crap is what keeps it going you know I know and I post stupid things like you know I, I posted this one thing about UFO uh, I caught a UFO I, I taped a UFO so literally there was a piece of scotch tape with a drawing <laughs> of UFO and I remember with somebody she um, she you know on Instagram she um, replied she's like really <laughs> Hey, but they noticed, right? I, I know. And then I was like, don't worry, I'll post something of, that will bring you to positive light tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ma'am. Well, we want to so. thank you for joining us. And well, thank um, you. We hope that you have time and you'll, you're able to come back on soon, okay? Definitely. You know, shoot me some dates and we'll go from there. Okay, because I, I want them to hear the story from, from last night. I mean, this is just wild stuff. Oh, well, it's not over. I oh. actually, yeah, so. Um, okay. I will be getting in touch with you shortly. <laughs> All right. You have All a great rest of your day. All right. You too. See you later. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. See you. Ciao.